Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. It's just great to be in church on Christmas Day. Lachlan, what was that prayer you prayed this morning? Come here. Do you reckon you can reproduce that prayer? Can you pray for us? Because it was, it was a good prayer. You know how you, get, you write a prayer and you go, that was a good prayer. Do you think you can? I'm, I'm, you sure? Okay. God, we just thank you for this day. Um, and we pray in the celebration that we don't get caught in the religiousness of the day and that we remember that it's not just a event in history that we celebrate but um, a living God, that you are a living God and that you are the same today as you will be forever. Um, So we pray that you can help us to remember that and show that to people that we interact with today in the hope that they can see that you are a living God and you have relevance in their life and that they may come to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, let's not get caught up in the religious stuff, hey? And I, I, I might challenge just a little bit of religious stuff here this morning. I'm talking about joy. And uh, you know what? I, I don't know about you, but I'd sort of have something that's something like joy leak, where you just want to have the joy of the Lord, you want to be full of joy. And then somehow just life sucks the joy out of you often. And you get to a point and you go, wow, where'd my joy go? Well, what's this all about? I'm going to start with the same scripture Chris read this morning out of Luke 2. And it's a section where, where the, the angel says to the shepherds, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you and he's the Messiah, the God. This is, this is where the angel of the Lord is speaking to the shepherds about the good news of the baby Jesus is being born. And, and I, I don't know about you, but at Christmas time particularly, but really at any time as Christians, we should also respond exactly the same way to the good news that we have a saviour. And he's born on this day, he's born in our hearts. And see what it says, that will cause great joy for all the people, not just some of the people, All the people, great joy, amazing joy, overflowing joy. How are your joy levels going? How are your joy levels going? How how are you experiencing this great joy? You know, are your joy levels depleted a little bit? You know, are you operating on the reserve tank of your joy? You see, I, I believe that gratitude and joy thankfulness are all completely interconnected, both naturally and spiritually. And in life, I I find the most grateful people are generally the most joyful people. When when, when people are grateful, we just think there's a joy that comes as a consequence of that. And and generally, I've observed that joyful people or joy-filled people also laugh the easiest and the most. And, And often they laugh at themselves, they don't take themselves too seriously. Often they'll, they'll, they'll laugh at circumstances and at life because they don't take it too seriously. They, they recognise who is actually in control. And, uh, and we all like to, to laugh, right? And, and having a sense of humour is so important, I reckon, in this life. 
and I was just thinking about what the what the reason we do jokes and stuff. It, it, it's actually to relieve the tension. That the, the humour is like relieving tension, and uh, and there's you know there's reasons why we 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 uh, laugh at things. You know, surprise is one. You know, what do John the Baptist and Winnie the Pooh have in common? They both have the same middle name. You see, it's one of those, those surprise things. You go, oh, yeah, okay. You know, or, or this one, uh, this, this, you know, we use ethnic jokes and blonde jumps. And, and they're, not blonde jokes, they're no longer appropriate. We used to use them all the time. The day's gone past, but now long it's politically correct and we don't use them. But, but there's this one I found that's not too bad. <laughs> no, no, it's actually not a blonde joke. It's, a, it's an Irish priest, and he's driving down the road and gets stopped for speeding. The policeman smells alcohol on the priest's breath and says, and looks across, sees the empty wine bottle in the front seat. So, have you been drinking? Just water, says the priest. The policeman says, well, why can I smell wine? The priest looks at the bottle and says, good Lord, he's done it again. (laughs) Or, Or then there's embarrassment. Now... I hope you find this okay, but, but there's, a, there's a joke I heard years ago, and it's just such a good joke, I could not do it this here this morning. And it's about this young guy, meets this young woman, falls in love, but he actually had a problem with baked beans, okay, and uh, it created a few gas stomach problems, and uh, anyway, so he committed not to eat baked beans, and this one day on his birthday, he was travelling home, and his car broke down, and it was just outside a garage and a cafe, the guy said, yeah, I can fix your car. I'll just take an hour or so. He's really hungry. So he said, oh, I could smell baked beans. And it just got too much for him. He went in, he had a few plates of baked beans and thought, oh, well, I've got a bit of a, bit of a journey before I get home, so I'll be right. I'll be able to clear the pipes and uh, I'll, be, I'll be right. So he gets home and his wife meets him at the door and says, oh, lovely to see you, darling. I'm just going to put a blindfold on you and I'm going to take you to the dining table. And he said, okay, good. Then the phone rings. Just when he sits down, the phone rings and she goes and gets the phone, answers the phone. And he sits there and she, he can feel some rumblings and some pressure, feeling a bit of pain. So he thought, oh, yeah, I can hear my wife. She's still in the other room. So he just lifts a cheek and just lets one rip. And, uh, and it smells like cabbage and it's just really loud. But, and then, then he, he goes, oh, whew, that feels better. Oh, no, here it comes again. Okay, so he does it again and... Then the, the phone call finishes in the other room. His wife comes back into, into the dining room. said, you haven't peaked, have you? He said, no, no, I haven't peaked, no, no. You know, and he's trying to clear the air. And, uh, and, and she takes the, uh, the blindfold off and there's 12 people sitting around the guest table. <laughs> Happy birthday! And an embarrassment makes us laugh. It just makes us laugh. And I looked at the effects of laughter. It reduces stress, it lowers blood pressure, it elevates mood, it boosts immune system, it improves brain function, connects with others, and fosters instant relaxation. There's something about when we, we laugh, we just relax. We enjoy the company we're in. And, and, uh, but joy is different to laughter, isn't it? It's, it's, or even happiness. It's just a little bit different. Joy is based in an internal response to everything in our lives, both good and bad. Whereas happiness is based on the positive feelings and an external response to good things 
that happen to us, you know. And, and, and let's face it, if our life and our happiness or our joy is dictated to by the circumstances of life, we're in a roller coaster of life. We're going to be up one day and down the next. It'll be like the weather. Whether the weather's good or bad, we'll be up or down. And whether the circumstances are good or bad, we'll be up and down. Happiness is about being a thermometer of what's going on around us, whereas joy is much more about setting our internal thermostat that doesn't get affected by external conditions. Different between a therm- thermometer and a thermostat. So how do we keep our joy? How do we do that? Even in the tough circumstances of life. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes you hear all the bad news. I'm sort of thinking I don't want to watch the news anymore on television because it's all sensational. It's all bad. You hardly ever see a good news story. At the end of your hour of news, there's nothing good that I've learnt as a consequence of watching that thing. And you go, I'm not sure I want to watch this news anymore. Well, 1 Peter 1, verses 8 and 9, talks about this joy that we want to talk about here this morning. And it says this, 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls an inexpressible and glorious joy. How do we keep our joy? We've got to know where our joy come from, comes from. And that means knowing where we're going. That means knowing where we're going. You know, as Christians, there's a joy comes in our lives because we know where we're going. We know where we end up at the end of our days. We have the salvation in Christ and we should be the most joyful, the most free, the most open-hearted people on this earth, because we have this surety and knowing in our hearts and our minds and our souls and our spirits that God is in control, that, that we know where we're going. There's no guessing in this. We know where we're going. And I'm not sure about you, but when you're going on a, a trip or an overseas trip or an adventure or, or you're traveling somewhere, we're so excited to get up in the morning, aren't we? We're so excited to get into the day. And, and, and we never have a problem waking up, like the kids I'm sure here on Christmas morning, you know, I'm sure they didn't have any problems waking up first thing in the morning. Um, I'm sure they were very, as soon as the, the sun came up, they were up. It's something we look forward to, we're excited about it. And as Christians, I believe that's the way we should live our lives. We should live excited, anticipating the day that we have a a, 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 a great potential about the day that we can live in that joy of knowing that we, everything is secure in God, that, that, that in the end, we win. Do, do you know that? If you read out the Bible, you read through Revelations, and I know sometimes it seems a bit scary, but if you want to bring a summary of what that actually means, we win. We win. You and me, we win as Christians in the end no matter what else happens in between. So, you know, knowing where we're going is important. Faith is a key to joy, I believe. Absolute faith in in knowing God, trusting in God. You see, it says there in verse 8, you believe in him and are filled. We believe in Jesus Christ. And we ask, as we ask him into our heart and our life, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is joy. There's a joy that comes. There's a fruit of the Spirit. 
And, and this is where joy is expressed more fully. There's that inexpressible joy, that glorious joy it talks about here. You know, enjoy the world, that, that, that chorus we sang this morning. There's a line in there, joy, unspeakable joy, an overflowing well, no tongue can tell. Joy, unspeakable joy, rises in my soul, never lets me go. You see, that's the sort of joy we have to live in our lives. We need to be outrageously joyful as far as I'm concerned. We we need to carry this joy of the Lord every day of our lives. So we're excited to, to anticipate what the day's going to bring, that there's adventure just around the corner, that, that, you know, the, that, that we have a faith in this. And, and, and this is the other thought I thought, what the world doesn't give you, it can't take away. You see, the, the world doesn't matter what it throws you, it can't take away your joy unless you let it, unless you let it, unless you decide to allow that to happen. You know, 1 John 4 verse 4 says this, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one that is in the world. The one that is in you, and he brings you joy every day of your life. You've just got to decide to hold on to that joy. Keep your joy no matter what the circumstances come at you. Here's another thought. At the center of joy is contentment and gratitude. And I love this passage out of 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. Basically, it says, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Contentment. Contentment with, not with the status quo, but contentment that what God has put in your life is exactly what you need in your life at this point in time. And that you won't let the joy suck out because of that. You know, God will never leave you or forsake you. You know, I, I know a few things that suck out joy. Materialism, wanting more all the time, sucks out the joy. It's a joy killer in our lives. Fear is a joy killer in our lives. You know, when we're fearful, when we, when we read the news, when we hear those news stories, when we hear about terrorism and, 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 and you know, so much bad news. That, oh, insecurity is a joy killer as well. You know, when you're insecure, you can't really be who you are. And you can't really just rest in that joy. You know, I wanted to say this to you. If you're, wherever you are, be there fully. Don't be always thinking about somewhere else. See, God has got a plan and purpose for you right now. He has got you, if you live in the bay, if you're visiting us, of course, you come from somewhere else. But if you are part of this church, you live in the bay, don't keep thinking about the next thing. Why don't you enjoy the right now? Rejoice where you are right now. Enjoy the things God has got in your life right now and know that he has got a plan and a purpose. There's no coincidences in that. And he wants to fully utilize your joy and and who you are now for this place we live in, for this Port Stephens, for the people in Port Stephens, to reach and positively influence our community and world. Don't keep thinking about, oh, the next thing will be good, and the next thing will be good, or when we go somewhere else will be good, or on this next thing happens will be good. And No, no. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy is for now. God has positioned you for now. 
And yes, there might be something in the future that, that's different and better or, or, or just different. But don't keep looking at that because you lose the joy of now and you lose the effectiveness and the plan and the purposes God has got for you right now. Think about that. You know, C.S. Lewis writes this. This is a great quote. Our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum because we cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Did you get that? Did you catch that? Instead of the, the, the promise that God has got for you, we are like children playing with mud pies because we can't imagine what that seaside holiday would be like. And so often we, we miss the now. We miss the now what God's got for us. You know, the third point I, I had here this morning is fall in love with Jesus. You know, there's a line, a verse in there, though you have not seen him, you love him. How do we keep our joy? We fall in love with Jesus again and again and again, every day. Every day, over and over again, every day. See, John 15, 10 to 12 says this. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is the command, love each other as I've loved you. You see, we have to get into God's word. We have to listen to his words. But then we have to do what it says. It's not just hearing, it's actually doing. It's actually outworking that. We have to fall in love with his word, to actually know what it means for you and for me. And then the joy of Jesus will actually live in us through his word. Complete joy goes much further than happiness. Joy involves a choice, a positive attitude we choose to express no matter what the circumstances say to us. And, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I just have to re, take a snapshot of where I am, reposition and go, you know what, I've lost the joy of the Lord. You know, I, I've lost my first love. And Jesus talks about that in Revelations. Sometimes we just got to pause and go, you know what, I'm missing that and I need it back. I need it back badly to really live this life to the full potential God has got for me. I've got to make sure I fall in love with Jesus every day, every day. Every day wake up excited for what the adventure of today might look like. You know, wake up with the anticipation of the adventures that we're, that's going to intersect with in the day and the potential that it's got. How do we keep our joy? This is a hard one. Turn trials into triumph. You know, James 1 talks about this. And it says this horrible verse. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. <laughs> Consider it pure joy. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, how does that work? You know, all I can tell you is that if we really get our eyes on Jesus, if we really get our eyes on Jesus, if we really trust that God has got things in hand, we actually can live even in the midst of horrible circumstances with a joy that is a testimony to others around us. 
And, and that's, that's the secret, is actually carrying this joy with us day in and day out. You know, there's a great, another great quote from George Bernard Shaw, which says this. And they're tough quotes, these, but they're so great. This is true joy in life, the being used for a purpose, recognized by yourself as a mighty one, and being thoroughly worn out before you're thrown on the scrap heap, and being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to make you happy. I love those sorts of quotes. Can I tell you, I get beat up big time when I read those and go, when you, when you just have those little whinges and your whines and, uh, you know, being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to make you happy. You know, in the big picture, in the big picture is we win, that we have the joy of the Lord for every day of our lives, that we know where we're going. We, we, we can trust in our God, that, that we have a faith to believe that he is in control. You know, and just to bring this to a close, um, all godly, spirit-filled men and women that I've met over the years that are, are full-on for God have one thing in common. Their joy barometer runs at full tilt. They are full of the joy of the Lord every day of their lives, even in the midst of horrible circumstances. You know, I, I, I get stunned sometimes when you talk to people. You go, wow. Have you actually been through all that? How are you still so joyful? How are you still living a joy-filled life? And it's the joy of the Lord. There's no other explanation for it. There's something glowing on the inside of those people. There's, There's nothing more needed than be connected with God's will for their life and tap into the love of their Savior and share their love. It's out of that trust and that belief that God works all things to the good of those who love him called according to his purpose you know, and we love to be around those sorts of people don't you, I do anyway I want to be around, I want to get close to them I want to rub the shoulders with them we love to be around them because they inspire us they inspire us to feel God's love and grace that works through them, we want to be like that we like to be around them because they encourage us, we feel loves, God's love flow through them and out of them and we like to be around them because they challenge us we desire to be more because of we see their, their, their model, their role model, the way they live their lives. We want to be more like that. See, joyful Christians are different. They think differently. They act differently. They react differently. You know, it's easy to put on a facade of that until you actually come under pressure and then you really know where the joy of the Lord is. You know, joyful people think differently. They don't let negative and critical circumstances to occupy their minds. They, they take control of that thought and go, you know what, I'm putting that thought down and I'm going to concentrate on something else, think about something else, think about something beautiful and nice and, and godly. We're not going to let the cares of the world steal our joy. You know, when joyful people act differently, it's actually this, the decision. The attitude is, is to be positive. It's to be different. It's to be God-honoring in our lives. It's actually to represent God well, which, which represents then also our speech. Our speech is different because of that. It's uplifting and it's encouraging. They think the best of people, not the worst. The best of people. And, and that reaction thing. 
joyful people react differently. They don't respond harshly, but encourage lovingly. They encourage rather than discourage. They build up and not tear down. You know, there's probably so many Psalms I could have read to finish this message here this morning. I want to read Psalm 100 because I reckon it's a declaration of joy, an absolute declaration of joy of God's goodness and of his praise, praise his name on this earth. And it says this, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is he who has made us, and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You know, if we could outwork this psalm in our lives, we would live a joy-filled life. We, it would be attractive to other people. We would find ourselves, people being attracted to us as a consequence of that. And we'd be able to share the gospel with so much more force and so much more power because of the joy we carry. So don't you dare let the world suck the joy out of you. We would see the most free and the most joy-filled people on this earth. We can laugh at at circumstances. We can laugh at ourselves. We can laugh at life, even the serious stuff in life. We can live on a different level because of who Jesus is in our lives. You agree with me this morning? Come on, let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you, Lord, for your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for uh, the birth of Jesus all those years ago, God. And, and this morning, God, we just recognize that joy is so important to you, God. So important to you, God, that there is joy about the birth of a baby. There's joy about our lives. There's joy about every part of our, our world, God. If we look for it, if we live in it, if we, we, we ask for your joy in every situation, God. And here this morning, God, I just pray that we can be joy communicators, that we can communicate the joy of the Lord to other people, that we can start to live in that joy at a level that is, is beyond what is natural and normal, that's a supernatural thing, that we can live in the joy of the Lord because He is our strength in every circumstance, God. And I declare that in your name that is above all names, in the name of Jesus Christ, on this Christmas morning, 2016, we declare that in your precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Come on, let's give God a great big applause this morning. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.